And uh, we spoke about how Charlotte offered his elder daughter to David, and David refused her. So he gave her instead to somebody called Adriel. And then we saw how Charlotte's younger daughter, Michal, wanted to marry David, and Charlotte agreed to that. But again, Charlotte had the same plan in mind, and that was she was hoping that David would uh, agree to the challenge to go fight the Christian for the right to marry Charlotte's daughter. And Shaul was secretly hoping that he would fall in the battle and then that would solve the problem, so to speak, that he had of seeing David as a potential threat to himself. Now, he offers, he offers David Mary the older daughter, and we saw David refuse. He said he's unwilling to marry the king's family. So now Shaul is going to try a second time and offer his younger daughter to David, so obviously he's not going to take the same approach again, because it's likely to risk the same response. Therefore, this time we see the Pasuk of Pes, Shaul tries a different method to interest David in his daughter Micha. And the Pasuk says the Pasuk of Pes, by itself, Shaul is a vodok. Shaul instructs his servants, and he tells them, you be the Shadchanim, so to speak. That royal David, Balot, you speak to David in private and in secrecy. It doesn't seem like you're the king's agents, rather like something you, you're talking to him without the king's knowledge, as it were. And they were to say to me, The king wants you, the son of the father of and all his servants love you, and therefore take a picture. Why don't you do it? In other words, try and convince David uh, to, to accept the offer of marrying Shaul's daughter. And once again, Shaul's plan in this wasn't the same Shemaim. Shaul's plan in this was he was hoping that later David would agree to go and fight the Christian, and he was hoping that maybe David would fall in battle. Now, uh, the, the trick, so to speak, as it was, what Shaul set up for him, that is, David wasn't stupid, and he knew Shaul didn't like him. And only that, he survived two attempts that Shaul had tried to fail him with the spear. But the saying that Hophis uh, doesn't really doesn't really fit with the David thing. He wants you, he wants your blood. Right. But uh, what the Gwari says, and if a person wants to say something not true, the way to do it is to add something which is true, and that way a person hears the true part and is, uh, accepts that, and then maybe he doesn't pay his attention to the part which isn't true. Now the second part that Shalom wants to say, and everyone in the king's house loves you, you're very popular. We all, we, all want, we all wanted to be the king's son-in-law, and that was true. David was popular, and all Shalom's servants did like him, and therefore Shalom was hoping that that would be a factor which would interest, influence him um, to, to agree to the deal, even though the first part of the fact that the king wanted him, David didn't think was true either. And uh, so they do, they do that. So the servants of Shal come and they suggest that they did to David as if it was their own. This is very much So David replies the same way he replied before. Is there something small in your eyes to marry into the family of a king? In other words, you don't underestimate the chashivas, the importance, or the merit for you to want to marry into the royal family. And those are not worthy. I'm a poor and uh, not, 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 not an honorable person. In other words, I don't deserve it. Did he mean it or he was just... No, did David really mean that or not? So we're going to see throughout that this was David, one of David's good mitzvahs that he always kept. And that was even after he was mentored as a king, being as David was always the youngest brother, the outcast, whoever it is, he maintained that middle of a lover always. And therefore, 
Because we already went it wasn't just a way to uh, dissuade Shaul, so to speak. He already didn't feel he deserved to marry into the king's family. And you see later on as well, that other times also, when later on, when Shaul is chasing them and wants to kill him, so David has the same approach. When he deals with Shaul, he's a king, you have to respect him as a king. <coughs> okay, so therefore, David turns down the Shaul's servants as well, the Shakaev. And on that, the servants go back to the servants go back to Shaul, they get up the Shaul like Neymar Kadvari Mahara Dibra David. That's what David said. In other words, we suggested that there to him, like we kind of proposed the Shidduch, and David is not interested. He's not worthy. He's not worthy, and therefore he doesn't want. Um, okay. Now, the, there was one word that what David said which could have been interpreted in different ways. Because um, the first time, so what David said was that he's just as yet. When Shaul himself asked David about, uh, does he want to marry his daughter? So David's answer was, What am I, what's my worth? How, 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 how do I deserve it? Now when David talks to the servants, so he says, I'm a poor person. Now, look, there's a lack of problem. That could still apply to his social status, but he added another word in, and that is that I'm someone who's poor. Why would that be a factor? If David's argument was, I don't deserve it, oh, because I'm not from the same royal stock, I'm not from the same lineage, so that's enough. David has another point here, and that is, I, I'm a poor person. And that leads Shul to think that David's reason not to want to marry his daughter is because David didn't think he could afford to offer enough, so to speak, to marry a princess. Now, this is, this is this obviously begs the question. And David didn't need to promise anything, because there was already a deal that Shul had promised him. We'll discuss it. The Gemara talks about it. But first, this is part of the, the Psukim before we get to the Gemaras. And therefore, Shaul thinks that David didn't say like the previous time that I'm inherently unworthy of marrying the king's daughter. Rather, David's saying, I can't afford to marry the king's daughter. And if that's what David's saying, then Shaul's not answered him. Just and that's why. Question? Yeah. Shaul's already answered. So the Yemen Shaul. So Shaul tells the servants, Go in and tell David. The king doesn't want money. He doesn't want to dairy. Rather, he wants you to kill a hundred Pishtim. The Pishtim always called the Radium, as we know. It was the, the so to speak, the title, which was the embarrassing, so to speak, the denigrating that. But was I, someone has an order, someone who's considered disgusting, like the Postal says, by the sons of Yaakov. It's the son of a disgrace. And that was the way they insulted the Pishtim. They called him a Radium. And he said, the way you're going to prove that you're going to kill 100 Pishtim is bring back the order of the Pishtim to prove it. And then, what's the point of doing that? Because that Kiro, the king, is, makes it sound like he's interested in, uh, no, I don't want anything personal for my daughter. On the contrary, fight for Tal Yisrael, they're the, king, the enemies of the Jewish people, go and kill 100 Pishtim. But Shal Chashav, the happiness of Tobi, being a Pishtim, as we know, his positives again, Shal's motivation wasn't, Shal's motivation was, is hoping that the fish will kill David. And now the servants tell that to David. And now David was willing. He wanted to marry the king's daughter. You have to obviously explain what changed. David beforehand said, I don't want to marry the king's daughter. I'm not worthy of it. So what now becomes the, the, the switch around that David is happy uh, to 
Meditation story. But then what I am? It didn't take a long time. In other words, uh, he didn't wait to do it. What happened? Right away. He got up and did it. So they went off and killed 200 Pishtim. He had no choice. The condition was met and he had to give his daughter to David as a wife. Now, there's a number of, firstly, a number of questions you have to ask. The first question is, why were you on this? Shaul had already promised, whoever kills Goliath, we have to marry his daughter. So it was already a commitment on his part. And if that's the case, David already deserved it. David already deserved it. And if that's the case, then it doesn't need to be a discussion even. Does David deserve it? Doesn't he what the condition is going to be? He already deserves it. That's number one. Number two, what changed? What we asked before. David originally says, I don't think I'm willing to marry the king's daughter. Now Shaul says, no, all I want to do is kill a hundred Pishtim. So now then, now David's keen to go ahead with it. If, if the problem wasn't how much it's going to cost to marry the king's daughter, the problem was he didn't feel that he was deserving of it. So now what changed now that uh, Shaul spelled the conditions? And now the third question, and that is we're going to see the Gemara of Ezra Hashem, and uh, it talks about what kind of a condition is this? Especially if the item is just not a condition. A condition has to have, a, has to have a, a, a concept of giving a mandatory value to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And going to kill enemies, how does it exactly do a condition? What's the, what's the method that this condition was being done? What, what kesef, so to speak, money was he giving Shah? Okay, so let's start with the first question first. Regarding the promise the child had made, and that whoever marries, uh, whoever kills Goddess will, will get the king's daughter. Now, there's two points over here. Firstly, we don't, that is something which the issue Shrel said the shame the king. That was what the people were saying. Uh, the, when David himself comes to Shrel, he presents himself as a potential uh, candidate to fight Godless. So when David says to Shrel, isn't that I'm going to do this to marry your daughter? When David says to Shrel, is I'm doing this to take away the Kherpa of Ta Israel. Uh, and that is that this, this, this person is embarrassing Klai Yisrael, is insulting Hashem and imagine I'm going to I'm going to be the one to stand up for the honor of Hashem in his Lashem in Pasuk Namivah, we saw before V'kichay Rufmerachas Adakimachay okay, so that's the so when Shal asked David why didn't he do it David's answer was we're standing up for Kod Shemay so the first point to talk about is that obligates Shal to keep his condition if Shaul is offering a reward, and someone whoever kills the, the Goliath, I'll give him my daughter, and someone comes forward and says, okay, I'm taking the challenge. I'm doing this, so I want to marry your daughter. Then the person will be navigated. But David didn't come around and say that. David came around and said, I'm not doing it for your daughter. I'm doing it because I want to stand up before Shemayim. So, so the first question we have to ask is, did that still obligate Shaul? You know, and this is a general question and always in my list. If I make an offer, Whoever does this, I'll do this for you. And the person comes and says, I want to do it, but not for that reason. So am I, still, am I still bound by what I promised? If the other person undertook to do it for the reason I promised him, then, I'm, then it obligates me. If the other person says, no, I'm doing without it, forget about the promise, I'll do it anyway. So am I still hired to do it for him? If he accepted to do it without the guarantee, so then there's an argument to say that I'm not going to But David didn't say that 
forget about your promise. He just said, I'm doing it for this reason, but he didn't... No, that's true. Because that's why it wasn't clear that, so to speak, David deserved the reward. Because he said, I'm doing it for a different reason. I'm doing it for Pachamaya. But that doesn't mean he's not going to make sense. He didn't say, I'm not doing it for the whatever He said, he's already said. And that was the question, what does it mean? That's why when Shaul comes to uh, the first time, and uh, Shaul Kiiru has, has a clever argument in Pasuket in Zion. He comes and he says to him, I'll give you my daughter, but I want you to be a Ben Chayel and fight to his battles. Why? Because you're saying, Shitasha. In other words, according to what you said, David, that you fight in God, yes, because you stand for Pachamai, not for my daughter. Say, I'm going to give it to you, but then you have to keep fighting for, for, for Pachamai. If that was your argument then, that you're going to, you're going to fight for Hashem's honor, so then, as is the discussion, you'd be a Ben Chayel, Vedachem Muhammad Hashem. Keep up the good work. Yeah, that, that motivation will stay true in the future too. And we're saying to me, it's the same motivation he had then. Just look at that. There wasn't you doing it for those. So like now you pass it. Because if you know, your motivation was quite mm-hmm. Just like fighting God is quite in the future. Fighting his battles too. It'll be quite also. Why? You said that's your motivation, no, so then Charles is saying to him, if that's what your motivation was, then you should have that in the future too. Now, um, that was, uh, that's in, David didn't want. You see, David said, who man, I don't deserve to marry the king's family. The, the second time, when Charles asked him, so now Charles is something else. He says, I don't want, the king doesn't want a dowry, he wants a hundred pishti. That will be the document of Abayah And this time David agrees. So, what's changed? We ask the question. If David really felt he doesn't deserve to marry into the king's family, so then what changed from the first time to the second time? Oh, why don't we ask before that? The mayor, it sounds like some technical issue happened and she was given to someone else, but it doesn't look like David was going to refuse her. He did. He said to him, Yeah, and the next verse it says, Hey, base, taste the mayor of Ashola David. Why is he giving her to David all of a sudden? Oh, oh by the way, she was a technical issue. We explained yesterday. When the time when she was meant to have been given to David, so we said yes, so then, this is David didn't want her, if that's the case, she'll someone else. But we'll see as a Gemara in this, like I said, we're just going with the simple in the Passover. What changed? But it's, it's all the more complicated because there is this whole background scenario that David knows that Shul wants to kill him. Right. So right. it's like it's the whole intrigue going on. Right. So, so the Pasha says, and that is, if, if, if what David wanted was, uh, he did want to marry the king's family, and was just using it before as an excuse to say, that I deserve it or I want it, the difference is going to be that before it was open-ended. Shaul said to him, uh, I'll give you my daughter, if you're going to go and fight Hashem's battles. Uh, that's, that's a limitless request. Fight Hashem's battles could be forever. There's no, there's no definite, uh, definite uh, no so to speak, quantity of what he has to do. But Shaul said, I want you to go and kill 100 Christian. Okay, so he went and on the spot, he went to kill 100 Christian. That was something that he could uh, produce on the spot. There wouldn't be an, end, an endless Hishayvus on his part. That's the simple and the difference in the two times. There's nothing in the Quran. 
And that is, if the point was that David felt before and Adam deserved to marry the king's family, it wasn't just an excuse, he really felt like that. So that we asked before, which was the difference over here. Where is the difference over here? That, yeah, he, even though he told the servants originally the same idea, and that is that Adam deserved to marry the king's family, when they came back to him a second time, so what changed by David? And right now he decides he does want to do that. So, we'll come back to this question in a minute. Let's first explain the other question, and that is what the Gemara says. And the Gemara in Sinhari talks about it, and the Gemara says, how exactly was this condition going to work? In other words, the Gemara says, if a condition, so the man has to give something, either to the lady or to her father. But, uh, as we know, but, uh, it has to be something tangible, which is a shopping process. Not something like this, which is you're doing a job for me, which is killing a fish to you. What is that? How does that translate into a condition? So the Gemara conditions, the Gemara says like this: that even though Shal had made a commitment uh, to give his daughter to ever kill God, yes, right? So so to speak, and not that, Shal's made a commitment, and that is ever kills God, yes, he will make it very wealthy. Those the two lines that he said before. The king will give his daughter, the king will make it very well. Now, if that's the case, so then the offer here wasn't to make David wealthy. The offer here was that uh, that he get the king's daughter, and what would David give as a condition? All the money he was going to get from Shah. So whatever Shah had promised him, and I was indebted to pay the ocean god all the great wealth that he promised to have because God, yes. So, it, by forgiving that, so it's going to be the case of Kedushin, hmm. which, as you know, which is called the Kedushin Milva. Kedushin Milva means that the girl or the girl's father, in this case, owes me money, and I'm willing to cancel the debt for the Kedushin. And as you know from the Gemara, that is the Moscone of the Gemara, Rabbi Pascal, the Sami Hold, the Nachra Maisa, I'm a couple of the Milva and the Mukadeshis. Right. Right, so that's and Shalvinah. But that was, the, that was meant to be the. In other words, that was meant to, that, that was the trunk, that, that was the uh, value of the condition. So what was the, what was the answer? So the answer was to, to give something else besides for that. In other words, if the mill is not enough, if the mill is not enough, so then you have to do something else for the master condition too. Now, which means, let's say a lady owes a man a million dollars. And the man says, no, if you marry, I'll forgive the debt. Well, I really want to get out of this debt. I'm willing to get married, but I can't do a condition like that because uh, I need uh, I find a college from over. So I have to give a science for that. I have to give something else. And if I give her something else as a condition, and now besides for that, the, I, w- I want to forgive the debt. So she, Be'ika, wants me to forgive the debt. But I understand that we need to do something to make the transaction happen. So besides for the being mindful of the milver, I'll also give a present. What the Gemara calls Malva a present. And now, the, and now the question is, did that work as a condition? And Why not? And this is the Mechalik's and David and Shal. The Gemara tells us, the Mechalik's and David and Shal is Malva or Prutza, Daita Malva or Daita Prutza. Which one is it? If a person is, um, if a person wants to forgive a debt to marry somebody, but they're also giving a Prutza or to do them as a condition, so do we say that perhaps the lady wants the Prutza for condition and it's a good condition, or do we say no, she wouldn't care about the Prutza? She's really interested in the, the forgiving the debt. And if that's the case, even if you're going to get the prutta too, her das 
is under debt and it's not a good condition. Which means, if you would only give the kid the prota, that's all, and she accepted it, then it's a good condition, she accepted the prota. But if she's telling her, I want to forgive this tremendous debt you owe me, and by the way, here's a prota, it means her mind's under debt, and therefore she doesn't have the right uh, factor in mind when she does the condition. So that was the machlekas between David and Shal, that's such a condition we'll connect. The Gemara in against Nedrin and The Gemara says that when it came to when it came to uh, marrying Michal, so the the, the Gemara says, "Amale Malv Islach Kavai, from a Kaddish Malve in Mukadeshas." He says, you have, a de- you have some milva, but I owe you, the, as a, as a, a, so to speak, a, dollar, a debt, and you can't manage the debt. So then he says to him, but if you want to marry Michal, I mean, buy us the etan of Michal, zil aisni me aris tishtim. Bring me a hundred tishtim. So azil aisni then. So he did that. Now, so now, omadai, malva prata islach gabai. You have the mala which owed me from before, the wealth you promised me, which is still owed me, and now you, I'm giving you something as well, I'm giving you the hundred pleasure. So we have to explain why it's called the prutza, what, what exactly did David give him by that, but that's what he says to him. The shawl saw the mala prutza daita milva. The shawl says, no, it's true that daita, that you're giving me something else besides what you want to forgive me the debt, but the master, the halachi is that it goes after the daita milva, and therefore, uh, it's not a good condition. Even that's not a good condition. But why is it that way? Daita a pruta. Tachlis, he gave a pruta. So whether the daita was on the pruta or on the milba, he gave a pruta, and that's the tachlis. So the question is, is that what does the person have in mind? In other words, what would be the reason to do it? Now, this is before we get to explain the two sides of the Gemara, that would answer David's problem. In other words, if David's question was that, that the, what, I, what I don't have... Like we said before, it's about the Ishrash. I can't afford to marry the king's daughter. Oh, but he owes it to you, but that's a milder. So the question is, what can you give now besides the milder? So then Charles suggested the terms of something David could do. He said, you kill 100 fish, and that will be something to give now. And therefore David assumes, okay, so then forget about the milder. I'll, I'll give Charles that onus of 100 fish, and that will be the way I'll marry his daughter. And after Gemara says, Charles still held that either the first chapter of Gemara, that Malvel put a dieta milder, and therefore, primarily, the, what you have is not what you gave me now, it's not worth very much, mm-hmm. but it's the, the Osha Godel that you promised before, so it's not a good condition. So it's not a good condition. And David held, no, it's not true. I gave you something now. That's the condition for right now. And that's the first way the Gemara looks at it. The second thing the Gemara says right afterward is the child said to David, you know, it's very nice you brought me a hundred fish, the orders of a hundred fish, but it's not a shop in Prutha. So he didn't give anything that either. And that, the Gemara says, David answers him, it's a shopping person. You could use them to feed your, your dogs, your cats, whatever else it's going to be. So it has, it has some value. But David's question is, it's a shop. Because if Shaul held that it's not a condition, what was he suggesting? Because he also knew it wasn't going to be a condition. And the answer is, obviously, obviously Shaul wasn't expecting this to happen. And that's why he didn't he didn't think Halachi Gidus was a good condition, because then anyone's going to come to anything. Because Rabbi David wouldn't survive. Whereas, from David's point of view, so once he sort of produced what he promised, so then he, he held this as a good condition. Also, I was saying, 